Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast Show. You're listening to the first and only podcast dedicated to the business of pharmacy. You can find all of our episodes at PharmacyPodcast.com. Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast. I'm your co-host in 2017, focused on your career development, Aaron Albert. More on me over at my website, AaronAlbert.com. Today, we are continuing with our series that had over 36,000 hits and views over at LinkedIn, a topic you are all interested in, or most of you are interested in, and that is Back to School Rx, which is our official hashtag for this mini-series focused on pharmacists going on or going back to school or graduate school to continue on their career journeys as well as pivot possibly. Tonight's guest is certainly no exception to that rule. Uh, She has done so many things with her career and she works by day as a Section Chief for the Inpatient Pharmacy and PGY-1 Residency Coordinator at the Ileana Healthcare System in Danville, Illinois, Department of Veterans Affairs. In addition to her day job, she is also the owner of the Conciergerie, which is a wedding and special event design agency, and Social, which is an event venue and banquet hall in downtown Danville, Illinois as well. Now, why we're having our guest, special guest on today, is not only did she go to undergrad and then back to pharmacy school to complete her doctor of pharmacy degree, but then she went back and got her MBA. Now, I know a lot of you out there may have done the combination PharmD MBA. A lot of schools offer that. However, we really wanted to find someone who had their PharmD and then worked in the real world for a couple of years then went back and got their MBA. So with that, we have Dr. Katasha Butler with us today on the Pharmacy Podcast talking about the PharmD MBA combo. Dr. Katasha Butler, thank you for being part of the Pharmacy Podcast. Thanks so much for having me. I was really excited to get the invitation. Yeah, so as you know, we're doing kind of a mini-series about going back to school after pharmacy school. But before we get into that, you have this background in both pharmacy and you have your MBA now. But before we go there, why don't we just start with, tell us how you got to where you are today. So, well, first I guess I should tell you where I am. I am a working pharmacist. I'm a pharmacy administrator for the Veterans Health Administration, and I'm also a party planner, which is probably kind of different. When I was thinking about this, the first thing that I thought, how did I get here? Prayer and elbow grease, because it was a lot of work. Mm -hmm. And I would say I had a praying mother and a a praying grandmother, and then, you know, it's just time, perseverance. I think about You know, I've always worked full-time pharmacy, sometimes even two jobs, even when I was launching my businesses and many nights staying up until two, three, four o'clock in the morning, building websites, taking classes after work um, with business ownership initiatives so I could launch my um, launch my planning company. Uh, thinking about when I was in business school and opening a banquet hall, which was kind of crazy. And so I was 
doing crazy miles, driving back and forth between Indy and Danville. And so it's just you have to have a vision. You have to execute it. It takes work. I remember sitting at my MBA graduation and Brad Stevens, um, formerly of Butler University, now with the Celtics, was our commencement speaker. And one of the things that he said is the magic is in the work. You know, sometimes people think it's like a secret sauce to success or, you know, what's the trick? You are the secret sauce. You need to put in the work. And so that's what I think about. I call that the hustle, right? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's what it takes. And you have to hustle even when you don't feel like it. I'm not saying do it, you know, into your detriment. But when you after I'm finished with this, there are some things that I have to do as I prepare for my day job. But, you know, I have to do it when people are sitting watching TV or, you know, doing whatever they do. Somebody else is working. I'm not the only one. I'm sure you know about it, you know, just with your different ventures. But yeah, the magic is in the work. So that's how I got here. The magic is in the work. All right. Let's break it down a little bit. Go into what the decision making process was for you after pharmacy school to return to get your MBA. So the really cool thing about it was. I was interested in doing it while I was in pharmacy school and one myself and another classmate, we actually asked about it, like what would be the process to get a dual degree, mm-hmm. but we were too late in our PharmD program. Okay. And so now it is available at Butler, but I do remember us talking about it and talking to administration to see how it could happen. So, It was always something that I wanted to do. As you know, when you get out of pharmacy school, you want to take a breather because that's just a lot of school. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of dragged my feet for the whole process. Yeah, I want to go to B school. Uh, Not quite right now. You know, you get to live in life. I was working. I was working in corporate America. Lots of business trips, first class hotels. And so... I really just kind of put it on the back burner. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I went to St. Vincent and I was talking to the pharmacy exec and just through our conversations together, I was like, you know, it's time for me to really think about what I'm going to do and when I'm going to return. It took an old friend. He called me out of the blue. and was like, I'm about to go to Butler's open house for their MBA program. So I was like, okay, I'll go with you. And next thing you know, I got accepted. A month later, like I'm applying, got accepted. (laughs) Now I'm in the program. Like it happened that quick after years of dragging my feet. So, And for our listeners, what is St. Vincent's? St. Vincent is a hospital, is a part of the Ascension Health Hospital System, but it is a large hospital uh, system in Indianapolis. Indiana, and I was an employee of St. Vincent Women's Hospital as the pharmacy supervisor there. Okay. So why pursue an MBA 
after pharmacy school beyond, you know, something you always wanted to do and other than going to the open house as the trigger, what kind of skill set did you want to gain from that degree? Right. Well, the conversation that I had with that senior executive, he was he was retiring. So he was on his way out. And basically, we talked about how pharmacy is very specialized. And when you have a PharmD and you're working for these companies and they're paying you a lot of money, they want you to work in pharmacy. And so I was talking to him about my desire to break out of the pharmacy niche. I love being a pharmacist. I will always have my hand in pharmacy, but I'm looking more like operations, organizational development, things like that. And he was like, if you're going to move into that area, you need to go get a general degree. So, yes, it sounds crazy to call an MBA like a general degree, but when you compare it to a PharmD, it is more generalized, and that will make me more marketable to move into different areas outside of pharmacy. Okay, so my next series of questions is around how you manage this. Did you go to school part-time for your MBA? Did you continue to work full-time? And or how would you recommend that now in retrospect? Did you think you did it the right right. way? Well, I did it the right way for me because a sister got bills. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) as you know, you know, I had been out of school for quite some time. And so I went part time, which was an evening program. It fit in very well with my work life because I worked um, days primarily so I did go part-time, part-time. If you went full-time, you could go do it in about two years. Part-time would take you three to four years. Okay. And how long did it take you then? It took me exactly three years. Okay. I did go to school all year long, so I didn't take a break in the summers. Mm-hmm. And I actually tested out of a lot of the preliminary classes, you know, to set the foundation. I did um, test out of those. That was a little intense in the beginning, but it was worth it. So costs and payment. In our first episode in this series, we have Peter Dunn, who's a financial kind of guy, guru, if you will, talking about the money. But so how did you plan the financial aspects of this? um, And did you have any help from your employer? So when I started business school, I was working for St. Vincent. When I, by the time I finished business school, I was working for Veterans Health Administration. That was a goal of mine to work for the VA. Okay. With that in mind, because they have loan repayment. <laughs> so I knew eventually that, like, that was my ultimate goal. So I was going to get there. St. Vincent actually did um, tuition reimbursement, so I did get help with that, but I also had to take loans. But I took those loans, like I said, with the goal in mind that I am going to get a job with the U.S. government and I am going to get in loan repayment. So where I did take the job, there was a pharmacist shortage. It took them. I took a position that was hard to fill, okay. and so that was one of my um, sign-on bonuses, if you will. Okay. So. 
So let's rewind to St. Vincent's because you started while you were at St. Vincent's. What kind of conversation did you have with your manager at that time when you were getting ready to go back to school? So I told you how quickly it happened. Yeah. I just was, <laughs> you know, <laughs> hey, let's go to the open house. Okay, now I'm applying. Fortunately, the, my manager was a Butler Pharmacy alum. So we were pretty cool and a, a very good open relationship. So I told her what happened. She was interested in business school already and had been thinking about it just as I had previously. You know, like it's always on the back burning. I think I should go and but never had made the move. So it was a pretty easy conversation when I told her. Um, and now she's actually in the Butler program now and reached out to me on the back end, you know, trying to manage that whole process. But it was a, an easy conversation, hmm. probably because she had interest in it. She was supportive anyway. She was a good boss. Cool. So did your MBA concentrate in any particular area and or, I guess, two-part question, what were your favorite classes in MBA school or business school? So, right. I can tell you what my worst classes were. <laughs> well it's just as important to know what you don't like right right what i hated was in mba finance about took me out really which sounds yes that i had to work at finance like i had to work at that i already knew going in finance was not my wheelhouse and it's just something about yeah, I did not like it. Did okay. not like it. So what classes Stats did you like? Was another one. But what I did like was <laughs> I got an A++ in operations. Oh, okay. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if for my final paper that my professor actually implemented it. Hmm. Uh, because we are, Butler's program, we're like solving real world business issues you know, visiting companies and they're having problems and, you know, we are, that's what our assignments were about. And so operations, I did very well in marketing. I did very well in, there is a, uh, an introductory course that you, you know, you come in and you have to, we work with Kroger and we had to solve a real issue that they had. My team did win. I'm like super aggressive and competitive. <laughs> and so they thought I was crazy on the team, but we won. Okay. <laughs> and so <laughs> I think from that, what I have learned is that I'm an operations person. I can look at a process and question it to death and look at it and analyze it to get the kinks out. Mm-hmm. So that you have a smooth, functional process that delivers what you want in the end. So, and that probably. But my concentration was leadership. I don't think I answered that. So, well, I I think your operational expertise probably played into your administrative roles within pharmacy. Yes, maybe. Right, right, because that's what I do all day: is move rocks and help my employees do their role so we can deliver, you know, what we are supposed to deliver. So you completed your MBA and graduated in what year? 2014. 
2014. So you switched jobs while you were in the MBA program, but how has your career changed or pivoted since you've completed your MBA or has it? Well, uh, yes, I did switch jobs and it was kind of like lateral. It was the same type of position, you know, in the pharmacy world, when you're a pharmacy section chief, it sounds it sounds like a little more lowly than it is. I'm not senior management and middle management. And so that transition when I changed jobs was the same. But since I have gotten my MBA, well, number one, they gave me an automatic two step pay increase. So that will help me over the lifetime of being at the VA. I do have more operational administration duties within the medical center that are not necessarily pharmacy focused. Okay. And it's helping me. Um, the VA is a different animal. Um, you know, you are a, a graduate of Stanley Lacey and different leadership programs. Well, the VA has their own homegrown leadership programs, which you have to go through and graduate to start rising through the ranks and getting to senior executive service. And so I do think having my MBA has helped me get selected for these competitive programs because, you know, they ask a lot about how did you solve this? Um, what did you do when you encountered this? Uh, what do you think the largest challenge is for the VA and what would you do about it? And again, that goes to operational um, customer service, business metrics, how are you saving the agency money? And so I'm able to apply to these programs and get selected and get the training and credentials that I need through the VA system so I can move up to senior executive service. So let's rewind a little bit. I didn't uh, prepare questions for you around this, but I definitely want to ask them. You've actually appeared in a couple of my books now. Um, as an entrepreneur, you were an entrepreneur before you went to business school. So how has the MBA yeah. changed you as an entrepreneur? Um, let me think. Yeah, I was a business owner. I had been one for quite some time, but I was in the service industry with wedding planning. But I opened the event hall while I was in business school. And I would sit, I always sit in class and I'm sitting there, you know, getting my marketing plan together, sending out contracts and running the business. And I would say to myself, you know, I'm sitting here in business school, but I'm already running the business. So how is this going to help me? Um, and my classmates are looking at me like, you're just, always, you just always seem really busy. Well, I was because, you know, lifting up a new business is a lot I would say it has helped me keep the main thing, the main thing. Um, again, going back to that operational knowledge, sometimes we can get sidetracked on what and, and get off of our focus for the business. What is it that I need to do to continue to bring in business? Is this going to affect my bottom line? Um, and, you know, we study, did case studies, successful business businesses, businesses that weren't successful, what strategies did they use? And so those are things that I learned and could apply to my day to day 
just running a because uh, a business is different from running a service business. It's like a completely different animal. And so I think just going to business probably more quickly than if I had not gone to business school. We looked at cases and we, you know, looking at different businesses, how they rolled out their products and services, how they marketed it, um, things that didn't work as well for them. And so it, it just taught me how to look at problems, you know, with a different lens. And I think I probably would have gotten to it, but going to B school probably helped me solve those issues much quicker. And it also made me, um, I was looking, I was listening to another podcast that you did and it talked about, you have to keep throwing the balls to hit the target. Like you can't just, you know, say, Hey, this is the answer and that's it. And that's what I'm going to go with. And I think that is something that was profound and something that business school also helped with. You have to look at things from different angles and approach it and always keep review, reviewing and revisiting because, you know, otherwise you would be stagnant. Right. And so I think just that's what how it helped me to be much quicker at the decision making and doing what I need to do. So let's say a pharmacist came to you, maybe you're a residency director and maybe it's a resident or it's a pharmacist early on in their career. And they're thinking about going back to business school. What's your best advice around considerations to go back to business mm. school? Well, you know, this is my real life because I did manage to become a residency director. I don't know how that happened. Because that was not on my list of what I wanted to do <laughs> when you asked me about my career. You're like, what did you want to do? Residency, residency director was not on there. And so, but I would ask them, what is your end game? What do you want to, like, what is your ultimate goal? What do you want to get out of it? Because if it's just to say, you know, I went to B school, then I think that's a waste of time and money. Um, like I said, I wanted to get out of the special, specialized niche of pharmacy only. I want to be a COO or work in organizational development. And so I think having a bit this business degree, especially in leadership, will help me do that. But if you know you just want to be a pharmacist, you want to work on the PAC team, visit with patients, then the MBA is not for you. Fair enough. So. so, Dr. Butler, tell us where we can find you and tell us about your businesses. So my businesses, um, I do have two. One is service and one is brick and mortar. My service business is called the Concierge for Events, and I primarily run that out of Indianapolis. I'm a wedding planner, gala planner, bar and bat mitzvah planner, um, any kind of party we can do it. And so I started that back in 2005, into 2005, beginning of 2006. And it was really born out of me um, party planning in pharmacy school when I should have been doing PDA. And so <laughs> turned that, turned that hobby into a business because, you know, people started asking me to do more and more. My second business is called Social it's an event venue that I opened up in my hometown. The reason that I opened it up um, in Danville is that there was a need for a turnkey, like a boutique event space that was very pretty 
and you could come in and just show up and have everything all together. You know, they have parties here in KFC halls, back rooms, um, the apartment complex, clubhouse, just nothing where I would want to have a party, especially after my experience of doing all of that while in Indianapolis, Indiana. So we, it, the stars aligned, we found a building, completely remodeled it, made it very modern, chandeliers, black ceilings. It was really crazy when we were remodeling. People were like in the window, like, what are they doing? But it all came out. Um, and so that has been working very well. We are going up on our fifth year. And I say we because I do have a partner with that business, a childhood friend. We're partners in um, social. So those are my businesses. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at The Katasha Show. The K-A-T-A-S-H-A Show. And the reason why it's the Katasha show, because it is a show of my life. You, I will have any and everything on my Instagram and Twitter. It's just not business related. It's just not social. Um, it's a little bit of everything, just a, a, a glimpse into my life. And you're an avid international traveler, too, I have to say, of my network. I Yes, I love international travel. I love new experiences doing new things um you can always get me to try something once i think and so yes my <laughs> last trip was to egypt and the sinai peninsula i went on a desert safari but let me tell you about my life i had on a dress and sandals and so that didn't work out very well <laughs> but <laughs> i know it was a mess i was not prepared and the tour guide was like, no, no, you can come. No, no, I cannot. But it was fine. It was great. You know, we were out where Moses and Jesus and the burning bush, like that Mount Sinai. It was pretty cool. Wow. But I was not prepared for the desert safari, but I was cute. Well, as long as you so. look good when you're doing a safari. <laughs> right. Above all else. I'm going to be cute. So there was that. Well, with that, Dr. Katasha (laughs) Butler, thank you for sharing your experience tonight with B-School on top of Pharmacy School. I'm sure our 36,000 listeners that, you know, were looking at this post on LinkedIn about going back to grad school will appreciate your insights in this mini series. Well, thank you for having me. Like I said, I was completely excited when you asked me. So thank you so much. Yeah. So you're ready for our speed round? Sure. All right. So what books are you reading right now? Um, I'm a serial book reader. The last one I picked up was On Tyranny, um, 20 Ways to Spot Tyranny Based on History. I'm always reading something out of 48 Laws of Power and then Ego is the Enemy. I like read a couple of books at at a time. So Ego is the Enemy is pretty good, too. What podcasts are you listening to right now? My top two, Entree Leadership, which is a Dave Ramsey mm-hmm. podcast, and which I love, and My Taught You by Mylik Teal. Mylik Teal is an African-American girl boss. She founded Curlbox. Love, love, love hers. What's your one word to describe healthcare right now? Uh, I would say my one word is help. Help. We need some help. Healthcare. <laughs> like... <laughs> 
just with the current state of affairs, healthcare should be able to help what I call the least, the last, and the left out, and it should be their safety net. And we are just not doing that for people. Um, and our current and our, our governance needs some help. You know, we're weaponizing healthcare, and I just don't think that's right. So that's what I think of when I think of health care. So maybe your word is help care instead of health care. Right. I wanted to say, I want to say help Lord. Cause it's just like, Jesus, it's too much. What's your one word to describe entrepreneurship in the U.S. right now? I would say my one word is necessary. We need entrepreneurs and entrepreneurship. That doesn't mean everybody needs to be one. But we do need it. And what's the best career advice you ever received? I was told by a mentor when I was early on in the biz in my businesses to figure out what my hourly rate was. And my hourly rate did not necessarily mean how much I was getting paid to work every hour at my job. And why she told me that is if you can, it's about outsourcing. You know, sometimes we um, get caught up in, we have to do, uh, for women, we feel like we need to cook and clean. If we want a husband, we got to make sure we are uh, homemakers and everything has to be prepared. And I want to be the CEO girl at the job. Like, you just can't do all of that. So if I can pay somebody to lighten my load and free me up to pursue money-making endeavors or things that generate ideas or income, then I need to do that. And you just have to let it go that I'm not home cooking meals three nights a week or five nights a week. I have a housekeeper that is the best investment I've ever made. I've had her for years. And so... That's what she told me. You need to figure out what your hourly rate is. And so if it's going to cost me less to pay somebody to do something that will help me concentrate more on my business, then I need to do that. And so that's what I tell people all the time. You got to work smarter. Well, with that, Dr. Katasha Butler, thank you for being part of the Pharmacy Podcast. Thank you so much, Erin. Thank you for listening to another edition of Back to School Rx, our mini series on pharmacists returning to graduate school and school to further their education and or make career pivots. We invite you throughout this mini series, if you have questions, to tweet us over at Aaron L. Albert, that's my Twitter handle, or of course, Pharmacy Podcast, and use our official hashtag with your question, hashtag back to school rx we're going to try to do our best to address any questions that you have about turning or returning to graduate school or school during this mini series again my name is Erin albert you can reach me over at my website as well erinalbert.com thanks so much for listening and have a great day